Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Reign, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned. We're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Welcome everybody to another week here at Let Freedom Reign podcast. This week we jump into episode two with Buster Frierson. If you haven't listened to episode number one, I encourage you to go back to episode 89, give it a listen. We talk about and introduce the ideas of accountability and discipline. And in this episode, Buster expands on those topics and provides a greater understanding of how they have provided him mental clarity, developed stronger relationships in his life, and improved his physical fitness. Should you want to learn more about Buster Frierson, you can find him on nearly all social media platforms at Buster Frierson. Now, should you find the content of this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Additionally, your five-star ratings and reviews on the podcast platform of your choice would mean the world to us. You can find us on both Facebook and Instagram under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. We hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is episode number two with Buster Frierson. I got uh, I got pulled over and towed in jail, and I stayed in jail for about 45 days, and I had to go to a uh, rehab center and stay 30 days, and and, I, and I'm good with saying that, you know, a lot of people try to hide all that, but I'm I'm not, I think it, I think it makes me who I am. And I think people need to understand that. Don't be embarrassed by your situation. Figure out how to get out of that. If it's something that's detrimental to your life or anybody that's around you, get your ass, pull your bootstraps up and and be accountable and dig your ass out of the hole that you've dug. Quit, put the shovel down or start digging upwards, you know, Mm -hmm. try Mm -hmm. to figure out how to dig a slope where you can gradually climb out of there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, I was I was laying in jail one night, knowing I had to be there for forty five days, and it was like the second or third night, and I came to a, I guess you would say a Jesus. I come to Jesus meeting with myself about why I was laying in that jail cell, and you know it wasn't the cops' fault, it wasn't the judge's fault, it wasn't my mom and dad's fault, it wasn't my girlfriend's fault, it wasn't my pickup's fault that had a tail light out, it wasn't. It wasn't anybody's fault except my own. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, you're laying here because of you, Buster, because of what the, you've done, what decisions you've made. And it's like that good, bad, or indifferent, those decisions affect your life. And they can either affect it for good or they can affect it for bad. And yeah. I had gone to that spot where I was in a, I was letting it affect the, my life in a, I guess, negative way. Yeah. And I really, really got right down to it. And you can promise everybody that you love or everybody that you're around, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit. But until you make that promise to yourself and you really, really get deep within yourself and you say, you know what, I can lie to everybody else but I can't lie to myself because I know I'm lying. They don't know I'm lying, but I know I'm lying. And when you get to that spot, when I got to that spot that I was accountable to myself and only me and that it didn't matter if I told you or my mom or my girlfriend or my sister, Hey, I'm not going to do that. And then I turned around and did it. They didn't know whether I did or they didn't, you know? And so, but I did. Mm -hmm. So once I realized Mm -hmm. that, Laying there that night, I was like, 
I'm better than this. I was raised better than this. The people I'm around are better than this. I will not ever be back here. And to keep me from being back here, I have to quit drinking. So that night, right then, right there, I promised myself I would never be back. And the only reason I was there was because of my drinking and alcoholism. And I quit. That was 17 years ago. And today, I still hadn't taken a drop of drinking alcohol since. I've been sober. I struggled with it for a year or two. So I moved to East Texas and went to work for a yearling outfit. And the guy had a, quite a few cows and had run about 20,000 head of yearlings and steers, heifers, whatever they may be. And I say that, everybody would be like, what the hell did he say? <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's a Texas slang. Uh, a yearling operation. And uh, so I did that. And it was one of those deals where it was a workhouse. I'm talking about seven days a week, 15, 16 hours a day. It was me and one other guy, and we ran 20-something thousand head of yearlings. And uh, so it was a full-time job. They didn't know me. So they didn't know whether I drank in my past or if I, I hadn't drank in my past. They didn't have any idea. And so at that time, that helped me more than anything. I told myself I wasn't going to drink. I'm not going to drink. No, nope. I don't drink. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't, have it I don't have anything against drinking. I just can't do it myself. That started creating a lifestyle that I, I was living that I, you know, I wasn't drinking. I was being, I was having clarity about what I was needing to do. I dated, started dating another lady at that time. We ended up, me and her getting married. I moved back to Weatherford around Weatherford mm-hmm. and at least a small place and was just day working and riding myself into, I tried to inject myself into situations where I could learn the most I could learn from guys and, uh, I was blessed that I got to hang out with some really good cowboys. And I was blessed that those guys saw the want and desire that I was trying, and they 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 helped me. I mean, it's just like anything like we talked earlier. If you see that somebody craves some information and they really, really want it, you'll, you'll give them a little more information. I do anyways, you know. I mean, if yeah. somebody actually, ah, that, you know, two or three hours, you kind of melted them and they're really not as gung-ho about it as they started, uh, you know, I mean, you're like, okay, he's not going to make it. So there's no sense in me wasting my time giving you that information. But when you see that person that's really, really wanting it and they'll, they'll grind and they'll sweat and they'll bleed and they'll, I mean, they want it. Like they just, that's all they want. You'll just pour into them because you, you see you and them and you see some success rates and you see that, coming you know and so it's like oh shoot i'm i'll help this guy out as much as i can Mm -hmm. and i was blessed to get to be around guys like that and uh, they they taught me a lot and i learned a lot and i and i still to this day i've always say if you want to be something go find the best at what you want to be and hang out with those guys yeah absolutely eventually they're going to give you that information they're going to see that you really want it and, yeah, there's going to be some shit times that, you know, it sucks. Don't quit. Keep striving. Keep looking. Keep going. And those guys will reach down and they'll help. They'll pull you out and they'll say, here, let me show you. And they'll drag you over here and say, this is what you need to do. Quit doing that. Yeah. And if you're smart enough and you realize that's what they're doing and you take that information and you take it to heart and you put it in your brain and you use it, then it, it just helps you along the along the road. And we're all along, you know, we're going down a road where it ends, who the hell knows, you know I mean? It's like, <laughs> hey, you, and that. About, it's like you and I talked about earlier, somebody said, you know I mean? What, what are you going to do? I'm like, I, 
man, I don't know. I'm going to live my life as full as I can live it right now because I can be trotting across a pasture and a lightning bolt slap me in the ear and I'm done. Yeah. You know, I That's could true. I could be driving down the road and it's like Jay Hill, a good friend of mine out of Dell City of Dell City, Texas, a farmer oh, yeah. of mine. He said he said the other day, he said, You just a beer it's just a beer truck away. And I said, What? And he said, Yeah, we're all just a beer truck away. And I said, I don't even know what the hell yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, let's put two about. and two together he on said, that. He's like, Man, a uh a beer truck could come down the road and kill you just as well as it today as it could tomorrow. So you better live your life as full as you can live it as because you never know when that beer truck's going to smack you off the road. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, never thought about it like that, but it is, you know, I mean, it, you, you don't know. Yeah. So if you decide you want to do something, go do it, you know, I mean, yeah. do whatever, find somebody and do it. And that's kind of what, you know, that's kind of how I've lived my life since then and, if I decide I want to do something, I, I, I got overweight and got pretty sloppy. And I was ranch rodeoing and doing that kind of about that time in my life quite a bit. And I was going to a ranch rodeo every weekend. And I was on Monday morning, I was beat up, sore, out of shape, you know, kind of sloppy. And I started working on the ranch over at that place I'd been at for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I can't keep doing this. But, and I really want to do it, but I can't keep doing it unless I get in physically, unless I get in better physical condition. Yeah. And I can't compete with these guys unless I'm better physical condition than them. And I have to be in a better physical condition because I'm older, I'm slower, I'm not as athletic, I'm not as talented as those guys. So I have to be in a better physical condition. And so that's, I started P90X in my garage, which was at that time, it just came out. And I did, I think I started, I think I weighed 257. I'm 6'1". And uh, should probably walk around about 220, 225, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and I was about 257 and soft. Yeah. And uh, started P90X, and when I got done with the 90 days, I weighed 191. Jeez. And, uh, <laughs> Holy yeah. smokes. I, I mean, just like cut it off and was – and so then I started trying to, okay, now I want to learn how to work out, you know. And so I've done this, and I've succeeded. I've done what i wanted to do i've lost some weight i've kind of got back down to where i should be and uh, then i went to trying to figure out how to work out yep. well uh, yep. same deal i just went to studying and reading and learning and trying to find somebody to hang out with that worked out and where to go work out and then i got and so now i walk around about 225 227 i work out four or five six days a week if i can every chance i get you know to stay in good and i learned that you know what this is it, it, it becomes something that you do. It becomes a habit and it's easy. And it's I say it's no, I shouldn't say it's easy, but it's once it's a habit, it's easier to go to the gym, yeah. even on those days that you don't want to go to the gym or even on those days that you don't feel like it. You know, it's like, well, it's just that self-discipline. We go back to that self-discipline. Yeah. It's getting up in the morning, making your bed, getting up in the morning, meditating, whatever your routine is, be self be disciplined about it. You know, I, I go to the gym every afternoon, whatever it may be. I mean, you can pick and choose and there's a dozen different things that you could do to better yourself every day. But it's, uh, you know, and so that's kind of how my life evolved and that's where I was. And I got to kind of being, have getting some accolades in the ranch rodeo world. I, I rode bucking horses until I was 42 years old. You know, I mean, Damn. I rode two at the world finals in the WRCA world finals when I was 42 years old. And, uh, uh, I just, that's me. I'm kind of, you know, like you yeah. talked about you, once you start something, once I start something, that's, 
I'm fully immersed and I want to do as best I can and help as many people as I can, no matter what. And so that's, that's, you know, because people help me to get to where I am, no doubt about it. And so if I can give back any little bit of knowledge or any little bit of skill set, I'm, I'm willing to help anybody and do anything, you know, and it's like, okay, I'll help you. Yeah. You need this. Okay. I'll help you. Okay. Talk to this guy or talk to this guy. But, you know, and I think that's what the world's about. I think you need a, the world would be a lot better place if people were like that. You know, more people were like that. Not saying I'm special by any means because I'm not, I'm just buster. But somebody sends me an Instagram message and says, Hey, how do you get into ranching? I take the time out and type them back a response and say, this is, what I would recommend, mm-hmm. you know, whether that helps them or whether it doesn't help them, it, uh, you know, I mean, they, in their mind, they're like, that guy took his time out of his day and gave me a little bit of knowledge and he doesn't know me from Adam. Yes. And I, you know, I mean, and so to me, that's, that's what it's all about. That's where my kind of life is right now. Yes. I want to be successful. Yes. I need money to survive, to pay my bills, but I want to be comfortable. I want to be free and doing what I choose to do. If I decide to go to West Texas and help my buddy on a ranch for two weeks, I want to be able to be able to do that without being, man, I got to get home because I need to make a hundred dollars to pay my light bill. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want to be comfortable in my life. I want to be able to go do whatever. If I decide to go be a fisherman off the Pacific coast, that's what I want to do. That's what I decided to do. I'm going to pack a bag and go do it. Yeah. We're going to go do it. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, and I guess another thing too, I I have figured out is my short lifespan is never, ever, ever. And I think I tell this to more people than I do anything. Never take for granted an introduction to someone, whether they be a guy in Academy or whether they be a president of a company. There's something, there's always something that can benefit somebody from an introduction. And, you know, whether it's monetary, whether it's mental, whether it's just a relationship or whether it's a tentacle, the tentacles are so far reaching. Never take for granted a relationship or an introduction. And I think that's, that means more to me, just like you and I, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just this conversation we're having. I would not have this conversation. It goes back to what we talked about. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you without meeting Bird Coons. Yeah. Yeah. Period. It's, it's just, I'll tell you what, after sharing your testimony, I mean, I, I feel blessed. You, and this is an inadvertent benefit, right? You exemplify so much of what this show is all about. And the power of your testimony is, is so motivating. There's there's so much good that comes from it. And it's a story like like the old adage goes with the working ranch cowboy, right? Just because you don't see him from the road doesn't mean it don't matter, right? Right. Doesn't mean there's right. not value in it. And that's what in this show, I mean, I get messages all the time, right? Can you put this big name person on or this famous person on or this person that's been on all these TV shows and this, that, and the other? And, and yes, I have had some quote unquote celebrities or big names in the industry, but but what I've been most fascinated about is that every every single guest testimony has value. And it doesn't matter yeah. if this is your first day in a saddle or you've been doing it your life, your whole entire life, right? Um, and, and the journey that you have traveled and the passion and the fire that you have for life and, and all that you talk about in this episode, humility and discipline, accountability, legacy, it's firsthand testimony of Buster Frierson that you live, right? There was a time in your life when none of that existed. 
None of exactly. that existed. And you sure. fell flat on your face. And I will tell you this. I will absolutely commend you because addiction runs in my family like it does probably in most families. Uh, yeah. For you to make that for you to make that commitment and literally turn the tide in one conversation with yourself and hold true to that for 17 years is absolutely unbelievable. Like it's next to unheard of, man, next to unheard of in my opinion, um, in my experience, right? Because you have to stay on top of it. You talk about your routine and, and shoot, man, you want to talk about addiction? I'll tell you, I'm addicted right now. I'm addicted to hard work. Yeah. There are times in my life when I work so hard that it throws everything out of whack. Just like somebody that drinks too much, just like somebody that commits any other form of addiction, right? Whether it be illicit drugs, whatever. The crazy part is for a lot of that stuff, there's a pill to fix it. With alcoholism, eh, not so much. (laughs) You know, if if you have anxiety issues, and not to say that anxiety is an addiction, right? But you can medicate that. Um, There's so much out there on work and life balance uh, that, that, that helps, but... It's, I think alcoholism is a tough challenge because, I mean, it's you. You are in a fight with you. No doubt. No doubt. You are in a fight inside with yourself. Every and, single uh, moment of every single day, you know. And for you to exemplify that and take all that experience and pour all that experience into everybody else into so many different directions in life, I mean, I tip my hat to you. I have the utmost respect for all that you've done and all that you've poured into because, like we said so many times in the show, you didn't know none of this to anybody. Not one single bit. Right. You know, it's commendable. It, 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 well, I appreciate that very much. And it means a lot to me that you say so. And it, and it really does. I'm not just saying that to, you know, be coy yeah. by any means. Because it does. It means it means a lot. I, people that are influential in my life. When, and, and you're a person of influence in my life now. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, now that we've met and we've yeah. visited and we've had a conversation, it's a little better. It's a little deeper than just... You know, hey, yep. how are you? Nice, nice to meet horse. you. How's your, yeah, good horse. Man, where'd you get your horse? What's your horse? You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's like now we can get, now we can help each other, you yes. know. And, uh, you know, you, you what you say helps me, what I say might help you oh, or somebody, does, you know, down the road. And, you know, you, you, you might run across somebody's like, man, I'm having trouble drinking. You're like, hey, call Buster. Yeah, I He'll know a guy. You. He'll, yeah. he'll tell you. Yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, that's always nice to know a guy, whether it be, hey, I need a horse started. Oh, I know a guy. Hey, I need a plumber. Well, I yeah. know a guy. It's always nice to have that in your toolbox. Yeah. No doubt about it. Hey, I, I, I'm having struggles with my drinking. Hey, I know a guy. Call this guy. He'll help you. And it might be one small little five-minute conversation, and I say something or they say something to me that sparks something where you're like, you know what? He's real. That's 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 no shit. Yeah. That's what I feel. You know. Yep. And so it's you know, I mean, like I say, it's it's hand over hand and helping and piggybacking. I piggyback off you. You piggyback off me. We'll help this person. They help that person. And it's just a tentacle. The tentacles are unfathomable how far they reach. Yeah. Once you get right down into it and you start looking at it from above instead of from even with it, you're like, wow, you know, Jay, he'll help me breach this person. And yeah. Jay's you know, an awesome resource too, by the way, man, I got to get out to his place here pretty quick. Oh dude, you need to go check that out. I was just out there the last couple of days and <laughs> it is a, it is unbelievable. That operation is unbelievable. Jay's family is unbelievable. And I'm talking about like, when I say family, I don't mean just blood family. I'm yeah. talking about his whole company, yeah. his family to him. And it is truly, truly, truly 
a family. And it is amazing to watch how he operates and how people react to him and what mm-hmm. he's doing. He's mm-hmm. doing great things out there, not only feeding America, but he's also feeding America just by interacting with the people that he employs and the way he does it and the way he helps them and the way they help him and the way everything flows out there is unbelievable. Like it is an intensive operation that you would think would be so high stress that nobody would be smiling. And it's just, it's just the opposite. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's doing their job. Every it's, it's unbelievable. Like I was so impressed with him and his family and it, it, it really, really struck a chord with me. I'm like, you know what? That's how people need to be treated. That's how you should be Absolutely. treated. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was, he's a previous guest here on the show several weeks ago. Uh, and we had some conversations previous to that. It, it started out via social media, but uh, just after, after my many conversations with him, you sit there and, and, and I had the same feeling, right? When, um, when Bert was on a podcast, I listened to a, to an episode and, uh, now getting to talk to you, like when men, and I'm going to say men, cause that's the realm that we operate in, right? When men exemplify right. that kind of leadership and they're genuine and they reach out with a, with a true helping hand, not just a courtesy high five, not just to give right. you the time of day. Cause you're standing in front of me, right? When guys pour into you like that, you have to get behind them. You have to, that's why, that's no why Bison Union Coffee sits in my kitchen. <laughs> that exact reason. That yes. if this is if this is what the men stand for that are behind the product, and I say men right because it's two men in in, in a business partnership, um, right? If this is what they stand for, then I have to, I have to get behind it. I have to because that's where my morals and that's where my values align. There you go. And I don't know if it necessarily matters, right? That I spend the money on that extra bag of coffee, but I don't know. It's just. But it does matter. Yeah. You know, it does yeah. matter. It 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 trickles down all the way to. You know, you supporting Boston Union, Boston Union supporting the WRCA Crisis Fund, the Crisis yeah. Fund supports You're right. You're right. the cowboy on the ranch that just had a cow hook the shit out of him and broke yeah. his leg, and he doesn't have insurance, and his wife doesn't have a job, and they got two kids, and he's just barely getting by, and he he can't pay his light bill, and the WRCA Crisis Fund steps up and says, hey, we're going to pay your bills while you're laid up. Yeah. That means something to me and whether it's the crisis fund or whether it's a you know another charity or the green beret the green beret foundation Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. anything of that nature yes it does matter it does matter that you buy that extra that you spend that extra because you could go buy cheaper coffee i'm not going to sit here and tell you you can't you could go buy cheaper coffee no doubt about it but when you're buying that cheaper coffee are you helping all those individuals that when you buy a bison union that's that they're helping and yeah. that means something to me and Bert came to me and he said hey i want to give back to your segment of your people and he was like how do you want to how do we need to do that and i was like well i don't know you know i mean let me think <laughs> yeah. that. and i didn't i was like man i don't know and then i was a, i'm a member of the wrca and i've been there for a long time and I always try to make it to the finals, you know, and if we do, I've been, I think I've been to the world finals maybe eight times and we qualified about a month ago for the ninth time or I have. And so it's like, 
hey, I know how we can do it. They have a crisis fund. And the only reason I know that they have a crisis fund is because I'm a member of the WRCA. But also back in 2012, I had a horse flip over on me working. And luckily I had a job where I had insurance and, you know, I could, mm-hmm. I was taken care of. But I broke my L1, my L2, my L3 vertebrae, crushed four discs, broke three ribs, collapsed along, had two pieces of bone that went through my spinal column. One piece cut the sciatic nerve that runs down my left leg just damn near in half. I got out from underneath the horse with the help of a kid that was working for me and got up and got stood up and kind of I thought my hip was broke at the time I couldn't figure out or my pelvis I couldn't figure Mm -hmm. out what was wrong but I knew something I knew that I was hurt no doubt about it (laughs) it wasn't one of those oh shit that's gonna hurt tomorrow this it was one of those feelings like oh shit I'm hurt I need to go to the hospital I need to find somebody that can help me and so I I, (laughs) I'll drug my leg my left leg because it wasn't working like it needed to be a drug and I was trying to breathe and I couldn't I was just in that spot where like holy and to be real honest with you I thought I was fixing to die I really did I thought man scary place to be man I couldn't breathe I knew everything hurt inside Uh, I couldn't get any air and it was just like I think I'm fixing to die but I'm going to give it, I'm going to go to the end, you know, and, and uh, yeah. it didn't really scare me, but it was just like, wow, I'm, I mean, I'm putting myself in a spot or I'm in a spot now where this might be, it might be over with. Yeah, it's time and, to show up. Yeah. Like I walked to the pickup and the, the guy, the kid that worked for me, pulled my pickup around there, unhooked it off a trailer, pulled my pickup around there, got in the pickup and I drove to the emergency room, which is 15 miles down the road and walked in the emergency room and, and still in my full cowboy costume with cow shit all over me. <laughs> the and, grand entrance. Yeah. And I'm like, the lady, when I walked in, she, I, I don't know what would, I would like to know what she thought. You know I mean? I, I literally had, <laughs> I literally had cow shit all over me. I had my leggings on my boots, my hat, my spurs, everything. I was sweating profusely because I was in shock, I guess, or I was yeah. coming out in shock. I don't know. I was hot as hell. And, uh, I said, I need a wheelchair and I need a doctor. And she was like, oh, okay. So, you know, that deal, I was in ICU. They they ran me through the CAT scan machine, Man. the MRI. They did all that stuff. And they, I, I will never, that's another thing that I will never forget. I remember talking to the emergency room lead doctor and he said, uh, I got some good news and bad news. And I'm laying on a bed, you know. And I said, well, he said, what do you want first? And I said, it doesn't matter at this point in my life. Just yeah. start talking, you know. Send it. Uh, he said, well, the bad news is we're not equipped to handle something like you right now. And he said, but the good news is, and he said, I've got a helicopter on its way to pick you up <laughs> to take you somewhere that can. And I was like, a helicopter? Like, surely I ain't that bad, you know. Yeah. And that's what people are dying. They had, they get on a helicopter, you know, a care fly. That's what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, maybe I am fixing to die, you know. And uh <laughs> so they flew me nine miles and that's what it was funny about it they flew me nine miles in a life care to the trauma unit in downtown fort worth and I, once it all kind of got done i'm like hell i drove 15 miles and then <laughs> with a broke scared. back in a pickup truck <laughs> yeah they were scared that i was fixing to die and so they flew me nine miles you know uh. it's like wow but anyways 
I was in ICU for nine days. They went in, they did a surgery, they cleaned all everything out and uh, screwed my vertebrae back together. And the neurosurgeon told me, he said, man, I'm not going to, I probably should put a rod and fuse some vertebrae together. But he said, I think, you know, your lifestyle won't tolerate it and you'll be really mad at me in a year or two and you want me to take it out. So he said, I'm going to screw your vertebrae back together. And that's in layman terms. I don't know what all he told me to be real honest with you, but that's kind of what I heard was, and he said, your body will heal you better than I can. And uh, so it's been a process. I, uh, that was in March. The horse fell on me March 28th. I was in ICU for nine days. They did the surgery. I got out like 11, number 11 day or 12, somewhere around there. So that was the first, the middle of April. I was back horseback. As soon as I could get back into the, like, doing stuff and my whole deal i went to studying on how to rehabilitate myself and try to because i was just sitting around doing nothing Mm -hmm. and i knew i had to rehabilitate myself and that was what drove you know i I have that drive and so i was like you know what the best way to rehabilitate myself is maybe getting in a pool and swimming and walking and you know doing that kind of stuff because it takes all that weight off of you and you can you know your muscles can regenerate and do Mm -hmm. all that so i did as soon as i could get in the pool i started swimming and walking in the water and doing that kind of stuff and by june i went to no july it was the second week in july it was right after the july 4th that july i went to a ranch rodeo horseback no way and uh, and I just did it so I could prove to myself that I could. Yeah, absolutely. No, I didn't do anything real physical. Uh, I did. I mean, I, I was already horseback in June, just kind of walking and trotting around and just doing what I had to do on the ranch. But mm-hmm. in July, the second week in July, I went back to a rodeo and uh, was actually competed in the rodeo. And then August, uh, we went to another ranch rodeo the second weekend in August and I rode uh, two bucking horses that weekend just just to prove to me and let myself know that I could and of course everybody was like no no don't I'm like yeah I'm fixing to you know I mean it's not it either will or it won't so yep, yep. I mean I have no I haven't I, I can't control that you yeah. know I mean this is my lifestyle. This is the way I live. This is what I'm going to do. And so that kind of story goes back to the crisis fund. And when they, I didn't really know a whole lot about it, but whenever I got hurt, they sent me an application to give me some money to pay for my bills while I was hurt. And I had insurance. And so I mm-hmm. called them back mm-hmm. and I said, look, I appreciate it, but that money needs to be, to somebody that doesn't have the comfort that I have right now of having insurance, that money, save that money to help somebody else. I'm good right now. And so that, that, that was a long story to get to the crisis fund, but that's why that Bison union helps the WRCA crisis fund is because I know what the situation can be and it can be dire. And if you don't have insurance, you don't have somebody that's taking care of you, then it's a big time struggle. And, that the crisis fund helps so many people. It's like they say, it's not a handout; it's a hand up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know? That's very true, and that means something. And the cowboys don't want a handout. The Western lifestyle, no, they don't want a handout. They, 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 they want to. I mean, that's just not that's just not the way we're bred. And so it's, you know, all the help we can get is great. All the hand ups we can get is great, but we don't want a handout. Yeah, 
It's true. Maybe that's and I'll tell prideful. you what, it, but it, I think it's it's synonymous with this culture, right? This this Western way of life. That's we're going to do it. We're going to do it on our own accord. And yeah, it's nice to get help every time, but you don't want a free. You never want a free ride. Nobody ever looks for yes. a free ride, right? No and and no I'll doubt. tell you, I bought the ranch and obviously it tastes good. And yes, I knew sir. I knew a little money. I knew a little money would help help some cowboys out. Uh, but I now listening to the testimony that you just gave. Now listening to the story that you just gave, it sheds a lot different light on it. You know, I didn't know. Yeah. I knew that it helped. I didn't know. I didn't know that it helped in that regard. You know, I figured yes, people sir. are down and out, and and it's just like you know, Justin Sports Medicine team in the PRCA or whatever. Uh, exactly. It's the same deal. But until you exactly. talk to somebody firsthand who has experienced that help firsthand. It it helps drive the point home just a little deeper, right? It helps no to solidify that that impression. No doubt. So yeah. you know, I mean, it it like I say, we go back to that deal where me meeting Bert, yeah, helps a cowboy in the middle of New Mexico on a ranch that a horse fell on him and broke his leg. That's crazy. It's just I mean, unreal. That, like, how do you put that, that together? <laughs> scope of things right there is gives me chills. Yeah. I mean, and. And it does. I mean, I, I'm truly passionate about that, and it means it means something to me. You know, I mean, we've donated quite a bit of money because we sold quite a bit of ranch and coffee because it's a good coffee, but it also it it kind of resonates among people. You know, it's like just like you said, you got to support those values, you got to support those yeah. morals, you got to support that. You, you have to support that if yeah. that's you, you know. Now, yeah. if it's not you, you don't, you know. I mean, it's like I don't support some stuff because I don't believe in what their True. character is. True. And it's relatable because every profession has a quote-unquote ranch hand, right? There is a time where you're going to cut your teeth and you're going to do the jobs that suck. Yep. And you're going to do them and you're going to prove your value and prove your worth. And then once you do that, yep. you know what? You get a little bit more responsibility. And no just doubt. like you talked about with the progression with Bert, you know, when you guys first met, there's going to come a day when your job is to pick up manure. And yeah, in the same exact day, and if you can prove the value in that job, there's going to come a day when you're sitting in your saddle and you're running exactly. that ranch, right? And you <laughs> exactly. are the boss. And that was one thing, I guess, with Bert. He, I told him one day, like the second or third day he come to work for me, he, uh, or come to work with me. He didn't come to work for me. He mm -hmm. came to work with me. And uh, I think that's another thing that people need to realize is like somebody offers their, their, their time and their labor and their skill. They're working with you, not for you. Yeah. And it, whether you pay them, whether you sign their check or whether you don't, if you're standing shoulder to shoulder, you're working with them. And uh, yeah, I might be the boss man and I might decide what goes on and I might decide what doesn't go on, but I'm still working with that guy. And, uh, Bert told me, he said, I told him one day, I said, man, I, I feel, I mean, this dude's a highly decorated combat veteran Yeah, that has done some incredible things that I have no idea about. And a lot of the American public has no idea about. And, and I'm telling him to go paint a pipe fence around the pins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just insane to me. Yeah. I mean, he should, uh, that's what a high school kid does. that doesn't know shit that yeah. hasn't done anything. That's crazy. And, Think about you it know, that and, way. And, and I told him, I was like, man, I feel it's hard for me to tell you to, you know, ask you or ask, tell you to go do something because I don't feel like that. I feel like it's, you're above that. He said, I'm not above anything. You tell me to go clean the shitter. I'm going to go clean the shitter. Yep. And I'm like, hmm. and that right there says something about him as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's it's it's values and it's mentality that I think, exactly. like, how do you, it's tough because we need more of it. I wholeheartedly agree. We need more of it collectively on this no earth, doubt. but you no don't, doubt. you don't teach that. No, you it, don't, it, you don't teach that. I mean, it doesn't matter how many books you read or how many podcasts you listen to or how many magazines you try to read or what you Google. You don't learn that grit. Yes. You don't learn that fortitude. You don't learn. It's not a learned trait. You either got it or you don't. Yep. Absolutely. You'll either get in it. the ditch. You'll either get in the ditch and get dirty and bleed and sweat or you won't. Yep. Yep. That's, I mean, that's just, just all there is to it. And I truly, truly believe that. And, you know, there's some people that aren't cut out to do what I do. And that's fine. There's, right. And everybody's that's fine. got their no thing. Big deal. Because we got to have everybody. We got to have every profession. I, I, I need everybody to do exactly what they need to do because, in in the end, it we're all doing something that benefits somebody. And I think it's incredible that you instilled that legacy working on the ranch with your crews. That uh, I mean, everybody has their job and everybody has their expertise, right? Where right, right. hey, if you're good at riding the Bronx, that's what you're going to do. You and go. if you can swing a rope better than the next guy, that's what you're going to do. But in exactly. that same vein, your whole entire team did not hang a hat on that guy that could ride Bronx. Everybody else had a skill set. Exactly. Right? So this guy might be the man riding a bucking horse, but you got 10 guys lined up right behind that. They could exactly. probably compete for that job. No and, doubt. Uh, no doubt. And, and when it, you start to get in that investment between a team and you start to get that cohesion, I mean, get out of the way. Very much. Exactly. You you're, you're unstoppable. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. And, that, and, and somebody asked me, how do you – you know, how do you line up your ranch rodeo team or how do you line up and, you know, how you go about going around the ranch rodeos? And I, and I tell them it's all about it to me. It's all about having four or five men around you. Yep. And if you surround yourself with the four or five best guys you can surround yourself with, you're the average of those five men. Yeah. It's the God's honest truth. And, there might be somebody that rides bucking horses better than me. Matter of fact, there's lots of guys that ride bucking horses better than me. There's lots of guys that rope better than me. There's lots of better cowboys. There's lots of better horse trainers. There's people out there that I know that I am, I am very, very, a very small part of what they have already done and accomplished and way better cowboys out there than me. No doubt about it. I, I, I mean, I will sit back and I will say that and truly, truly believe that. And I, and I, I mean, I, I am dead serious when I say that. There's guys that are way better cowboys than I am. No doubt about it. But if you surround yourself with those guys, you, you are the average of those guys. Yeah, you're going to start picking up something. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, for sure. And you're going to be successful. It's true. Yeah. And I, I even noticed it. I mean, the mentors that I have, and I do this every now and again, right? I'll scroll through my phone and I'll look at the contacts in my phone. And some of the individuals that I have access to and can have conversations just like we're having with, right? Yeah. Never would I have dreamt it. Never could you buy it. Like I, I there's no earthly explanation for it. No. And, and it's incredible how some of these men just pour back into me, whether it be business, the horse industry, my personal horsemanship, running a ranch, whatever venture I need help with. You can reach reach out to these people and, it's such a blessing, and, and we all owe it to the next generation, like we talked about in the first minutes of this episode. If you become that expert and you truly care, because there's so many people that claim to be experts that either aren't or they're doing it for the wrong reasons. 
exactly. If, if you are that expert and you truly care about your given profession, and I, I profess this to everybody, you need to invest yourself into something greater than you. You have to no if you want to live life. And when you buy into that, uh, that, that whole legacy thing, it just comes, it's par for the course. It's what you do if you are an ambassador for any given profession. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Fully, fully believe that. And I, you know, I mean, I agree with you 1000% on it. And it's a, uh, it's something that you, you, it's a learned trade, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you eventually start seeing it and you eventually start being around those guys that do it. And you're like, Hey, you know what? That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That yeah. guy invested in that, whatever yeah. it may be, you know, yeah. I and mean, for the good, he, he invested in that and he invested in that guy or he invested in that kid or he invested in that girl or he invested in some, something that helps somebody else other than you. Yep. Yep. You got to be a steward of it, right? We're steward of yeah, everything no, that we deal with. That's for darn sure. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, shoot, man, we sure covered some ground in this episode, and uh, it, it was nice to sit down and talk to you and get to know you on a deeper level than an Instagram post or a good cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, no doubt. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm honored and humbled. Like you have no idea just to sit down and visit with you and yeah. drink a cup of coffee yeah. and that you drink our coffee, you know, Boston Union coffee, yeah. and it's uh, the uh, – it. Again, I mean, go right back to it. It's it's crazy how how everything kind of rolls and how how the tentacles reach and yeah. how far they reach and what they do reach and you know who you get to meet and who you get to be around and who, just picking up little bits of tidbits of information that will help you down the road. You know, from me or from you or from Bird or from you know numerous guys. I could just sit here and name mm-hmm. off. Jay Hills, one yep. of them. You know, I mean, it just over and over and over again. It's just a uh, I I am honored and humbled like you have no idea. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. So before we wrap, if you don't mind, share uh, uh, social media handles, websites, things of that sort where people can get more involved. I mean, we talked a lot about the Working Ranch Cowboys Association. Obviously, you have a social media presence that's that's ever-growing. There's a lot of people that have supported and poured into you. So uh, if you don't mind sharing, for those that want to follow more of what Buster's got going on, um, where can they find you? You bet. You, uh, Buster Frierson on Instagram. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm associated, like I say, with Bison Union Company. Uh, I'm associated. I've, I've started a meat company with some guys. It's uh, Range Hand Meat Co. And uh, Schaefer Outfitters. I do a lot of work for Schaefer Outfitters. American Hats, Kerry Kelly Bits and Spurs. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's numerous. Chaffe. Um, Pro Vantage Animal Health. I mean, there's shit, and it's stuff. It's stuff that I use on an everyday basis. It's stuff that I, I need for what I do, and so you know, I find the best people that those products that I use, whether it be coffee, because I definitely need coffee and a lot of it. So I'm very <laughs> blessed that we have coffee in Boston Union. Yeah, and I need a pair. Of, bits and spurs you know all the time from, and so Kerry kelly and i are good friends and have been friends for a long time and he builds a great product and he understands what the cowboy is and he understands what the horseman is i guess i should say mm-hmm. because he's mm-hmm. all facets schaefer outfitters i wear their pants their shirts american hats are the best hats made and they're made in Bowie, texas in america and so i try to support all those people that i use their products and they support me and they yeah. support what i believe in and you know, ProVantage Animal Health. I use all their products. It's uh, Chaffe is what I feed, and that's from Jay Hill. And, you know, I mean, it's just a 
it's just like me and you talking. I mean, yep. you help me, I help you. We piggyback off of each other. Jay Hill helps me. You know what I mean? We yep. make the world a better place the best we can make it as yes, who sir. we are and what we do. Yes, sir. And, you know, it's, it's, again, if I can help Jay or if I can help Pro Vantage or I can help Schaefer and they, you know, and, and in turn they help somebody else and I help somebody else, it's a, it's a great – I think that's the way we all should live and try to benefit somebody else besides yourself. And in turn, it'll always come around from the backside and you'll look up and you'll be like, Bobby Ding, that kind of helped. That kind of helped, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. – it was a, it's a full circle. Once you get around to it, it's, it's a full circle. So – those are kind of the businesses and people that I'm associated with. And, you know, you can find me on Instagram and I tag a bunch of them in it, you know, and uh, go, go to them, support them. If you, if you like what they believe in, if you need their products, go to them and check them out. And uh, they're all great products and great people and great companies and truly, truly 100% behind them and stand behind them. And they do me so. Yes, sir. Uh, blessed. I'm blessed that I get to be associated with those people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And as we wrap every episode, I like to ask a question formulated around freedom. So in your experience, whether it's personal or professional, what advice would you share to somebody if you had one bit to share that was a life lesson that you learned that provided you more freedom in your life? The one thing that I go back to, and I said it earlier in this segment, in this podcast, was never ever ever disregard a introduction to someone because that introduction might lead to more freedom for you as it did for me meeting Bert Koontz I am now five six years into our relationship I have developed more freedom because of me meeting Bert Koontz and that freedom is something that you can't put a price on I am I am able to work for myself now. I'm able to work for companies and do what I can for them. And I'm able to live my life how I want to live it. If I decide I want to go to Jay Hill's farm for two days, I can go. I'm 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 comfortable enough. I don't need a million dollars yeah. in the bank. I need I need enough money to get by. I need enough money to pay my bills. And if I can go hang out with great guys like Jay Hill or go hang out with Bert Coons for a week or do, you know, numerous different highways that I can go down and I can learn something from those guys. And that's freedom to me. That is absolutely. I being able to pick and, choose, pick and choose what I do when I do it, how I want to write your story and live my life the way I choose. You know, if I decide I want to go elk hunting for three weeks, I'm going to, I'm able to do that, you know, yeah. and that's what I want to be. That's what, I, that's what my future, that's how I want my future to be. That's how I want to be able to do it. Me and my son want to go spend a week fishing because he loves fishing. Then I'm able to do that. Yeah. Now I'm not going to be able to go, you know, on a big fishing yacht by any means because I don't, and I don't need that. Yeah. I just need that freedom to go choose and do what I want. And I think that's a lot of people. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be anything special other than it has to mean something to you and be special to you inside, both mentally and physically. You know, I mean, it's like something, I don't know. There's just something about that that intrigues me that I, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to go stay in the mountains and punch cows or go up in the, you know, go whatever, whatever it is, there's numerous things, but that's freedom to me. 
It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, Buster, I truly cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your life, uh, sharing some stories with us and getting to know you on a deeper level. And uh, I guess inadvertently, I already support some of the stuff that you already do through Bison Union. But if there's anything that this show can do to help support and further any cause you got going, uh, you have my number. Do not hesitate to reach out. I expect you to call me and we'll do what we can <laughs> to, to, to support the cause. Awesome. And same here, you know, I mean, uh, vice versa. You have yes, my sir. number, and if there's anything, anything I can do whatsoever to help support you and your cause and everything that you do, I am uh, I, I am all in, man. I appreciate uh, it, brother. Yeah, you bet. Same to you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your, the visit. I mean, yes, I, sir. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you down the road. Sounds good, brother. Be safe. Hey, thanks for riding along with another episode of Let Freedom Reign podcast and being part of our freedom family. If you want to provide greater support of this show, visit patreon.com forward slash let freedom reign podcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash let freedom reign podcast. And reign is spelled r-e-i-n. There you can provide a donation at a cost less than the fancy cup of coffee you're probably holding to help us produce free weekly content. For collaborations, to book us as a guest for your next event, or to make guest recommendations, email us at info.lfrpodcast at gmail.com. For the most up-to-date information on Let Freedom Reign, visit our Facebook and Instagram page at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Additionally, you can find us on Twitter at Let Freedom Reign underscore. We cannot thank you enough for being our most loyal listeners, and we'll see you on the next one.